the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I look forward to Thursdays because it means we start hour number two with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Matt is on Twitter, at OhioMatt, and his website is OhioMatt.com. It's where you can read about why he is exploring a run for governor in 2026. A very detailed paper. He's got some big-time thoughts on business in the state of Ohio, how to develop it. I encourage you to go to his website, OhioMatt.com. All right, Matt, let's start with the National Fuhrer, the Tucker Carlson videos from January 6th. I don't think anybody said these videos are fabricated, which actually the videos we saw from the uh, January 6th commission were fabricated in that screams and terrified sounds were added. But your thoughts on what is shown in these videos and if you think there will be any consequential fallout from it. What we're being shown now is the broader video stuff that was captured that day. And what we got from the January 6th committee was edited select versions that kind of told their story. And I think, you know, this idea that we should censor Fox News or Tucker or, you know, that we're putting everybody in danger because uh, because we're showing the fuller length video of all the senators running, not just Josh Hawley, or we're showing, you know, the, the people that came into the Capitol in an orderly fashion, right? Or we're seeing you know the, the the you know the guy be escorted all around by several Capitol police officers who didn't take the chance to arrest him, but now he's rotting in jail for four years, right? So we're seeing the fuller picture, and I think that the, the outcome of this will be Americans will kind of put this in the proper category it deserves. Some people got out of hand, got violent, did stuff they shouldn't have done. They should be prosecuted. The vast majority thereafter were peaceful protesters, right? That that followed lines and didn't do any damage, didn't hurt anybody. And, and that was far less than what we saw throughout 2020 with Antifa that literally, tore, you know, firebombed uh, courthouses, uh, went after the White House in 2016, uh, where they had to take Trump and his family to a secret location. I mean, all those kinds of things, right, are, were, were, were equally or more egregious, given that they did far more damage. They injured way more, way more law enforcement officers uh, in, 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 in uh, all over the country. So it created greater, greater impact across the country than a couple hour a uh, fairly small riot uh, that happened at the Capitol on one day. Yeah, the thing that I would say if people say what stood out to you, it would not be the video to me. It would be the other day at the White House, there was a question asked by a reporter. I don't know who the reporter was, but he just totally embraced the Democratic talking point, and he said that the Tucker Carlson cherry-picked video. Well, all video that I know of shown on a, any newscast anywhere is cherry-picked video. It's also called edited video because I don't think Tucker Carlson will be given, nor would we watch, 41,000 hours of Tucker Carlson shows with all the video from every angle, every camera, every vantage point at the Capitol. So I just find that this is, to me, a very strange issue as the origins of COVID for people to be dug in on, and I really don't have any faith that we can get back to the kind of country that we used to be and should be if we are going to embrace a viewpoint rather than to evaluate, oh, here's video. Nobody's lying to me. I can watch it, and I can draw my own conclusion from it. 
Well, look, you know, there is a thing called the truth, right? And, and this is where you can see how perniciously uh, disingenuous the left really is, that they continue to say that five police officers were killed on January 6th, when the answer was none were killed, none, right, none. And they also are looping in, and Biden has done this himself, a guy that died in May because of an Antifa left person that went after him, that he lumps that into the January 6th five. And to me, the fact that they continue to say that is all you need to know about how honest they're being about this, how politicized they've made it, because it's simply not true. And that's where the video of Brian Sicknick walking around after he was allegedly killed by, you know, one sixers with a fire hydrant, a fire extinguisher. The fact that he was you know, clearly not and didn't die till the next day from a stroke that was had natural causes and had nothing to do with January 6th. I mean, that shows you all you need to know about how the left and Democrats approach this issue. Matt Mayer, our guest, OpportunityOhio.org, his business website, his business analysis website, rather. And Matt also has a website, OhioMatt.com, where he explains in great detail his exploratory run for governor. You can follow Matt on Twitter, at OhioMatt. So I noticed yesterday as my show's ending that Arkansas Senate and House overwhelmingly pass a true uh, school choice program. Sarah Huckabee Sanders proposed it, so I know she's going to sign it. Yet, meanwhile, here in Ohio, we have uh, dire projections about how it'll cost $1.3 billion and we can't afford it. Um, What do you think the ultimate fate of school choice in Ohio will be? And you know Ohio's finances certainly better than I do. Can we afford it or not? Okay, well, first of all, this should not be a question of can we afford it. It should be a question of what's best for our kids. Right. That, that's number one. And, and it is clear universal school choice is what's best for our kids. It's not best for the teachers union. It may not be best for school districts, but it's best for our children. And that should drive policy. Right. But more importantly, can we afford it? Look, if poor, small Arkansas can afford to do it, certainly Ohio, wealthy, big, can figure out a way to make it work. And we've got, you know, three and a half billion dollars in a rainy day fund. So there's resources that we could pool if we wanted to in order to do this, right? But 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 the bigger issue is I, I, this. Oh, we're gonna it's gonna cost this much money. Cost us money. This is very basic. Every dollar that is state funds that goes to the schools should be converted into money that follows the kid. So there, this should be a net zero move, right? Which is if it's if it's fourteen thousand dollars in state money goes to you know Columbus Public Schools. That 14000 should follow that kid if that kid goes somewhere else. Is that going to be a problem for the school district? You bet. But, in, but you know what? That's going to spur them to finally fix the problem of why we have so many kids in their school districts who can't read, can't do math at grade level, and that, that's got to change. So this is why it's important for us to do it. Yeah, I totally – that's a great point, you know, that Arkansas is a very poor state. I mean, maybe I need to research Arkansas, Matt, and find out. Maybe they have a huge uh, chip plant coming in. Maybe they have, like, a bunch of EV battery plants coming in. Maybe they – maybe, you know, I didn't look, but uh, I saw Ohio was number two in the amount of money wagered on sports gaming in the first month, and I know a big chunk of that goes to education. Maybe Arkansas bets more money than us. Maybe they have more affluence down there and all that. Uh this is a nonpartisan entity that said that it's going to cost one point something billion dollars, uh, supposedly nonpartisan. What do you know about this entity? And is it, in fact, nonpartisan legislative service commission? Well, look, I, 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 here's the bottom line. And, and this is and this is just common sense. If, if the greater Columbus area 
in Franklin County in Columbus are deeply blue, right? Just Yo. like just like yeah. Washington, right? Just yeah. like the whole national capital region is deeply, deeply blue. You have to presume that those who then work in that city, especially places like the LSC, right, the, these longtime government workers, right, you have to presume that they are most likely left-leaning people. And so do I think that they're nonpartisan? No, I don't think nonpartisan, nonpartisan doesn't exist. Everybody now has a POV and an edge to grind, whether it's from the left or the right. So the idea that we have somebody who sits in a office uh, in, in, in the Capitol and churns out unbiased, nonpartisan work is poppycock. You and I both know that it's common sense. It doesn't pass the sniff test. Yeah, very true. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, our guest. His Twitter is at Ohio Matt. His website is OhioMatt.com. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, Marco Rubio was questioning Chris Ray, the FBI director, and it was not contentious. Chris Ray was agreeing with everything Marco Rubio asked him, and Marco Rubio was simply asking him if TikTok is a Chinese spy app, if it could uh, do dire things to our communication in this country, if it has tracked Americans. And uh, Chris Ray said, you know, he'd have no problem with uh, removing TikTok from all devices in the U.S., but we're a country that wants what we want, and our young people seem to love TikTok. What do you think the ultimate future of TikTok is here? And it's uh, interesting to me that it's a Chinese spy app, and if we had a U.S. government spy app on our phone, how do you think that would go over? Well, I think the right would be outraged by a government spy app. The left seems to be perfectly okay now with the lack of privacy and with the government spying on people, uh, so long as it's the right people. And, and so, I, unfortunately, they left that long, long time-honored tradition of opposing uh, government intrusion and in, in protecting civil liberties when Trump became president. So hopefully the left will get that back someday. But TikTok is a spy app. I mean, it is, it is a government-driven uh, entity. And, you know, it should not be something we have on our phones, uh, and, and, and we should be banning anything that the Chinese government is doing. They, they are our enemy. They are, we're going to be at war with them at some point, and, and we're already in a cold war with them, frankly, and have been, even though we didn't want to acknowledge it. So the more we can do to curb their intrusion into our country, the better. And, and people just think, oh, what's the big deal? It's just this app, right? Well, here's, what, here's what's crazy, Bruce. That, that app over here in America – Kids can go on and it's do it do it for hours on end. Get into all this kind of different stuff. The same app over in China. There's a time restriction on the, how much, how long kids can be on it. Uh, that, that's imposed, and they can only get to certain things. So they control what happens over there on that app because they know how bad it is. But over here, they want to make sure that thing is everywhere, ubiquitous, in, in listening in on conversations that people have. Because look, they're not trying to capture my kid. They're trying to capture me if I'm a government official, right, or if I work for law enforcement. That's what they're after. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, It bears watching. I'm at least glad we're getting it off government devices, but I I don't allow – I told my kids when I I got them phones, you put TikTok on the phone, you'll never get the phone back until you can afford to buy your own. Uh, And more parents need to do that. More parents need to know what's on phones. I'm glad we have you on to lend your perspective to us every Thursday. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, his website, OhioMatt.com. And follow him on Twitter, at OhioMatt. Thanks so much for the perspective, Matt. Thanks for having me. I've been sitting here brushing up on my... uh, Two-Spirit Queer-Led Innovations in uh, Embattled Minority and Colonized Eco-Cultures. Pretty inspired by that word salad of uh, job postings at Ohio State. 
where they are prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know where they're not prioritizing uh, equity? <laughs> In the American jurisprudence system, uh, Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, the guy with the horn hat at the January 6th insurrection, riot, dust-up, mob, whatever you want to call it, is sentenced to four years for obstructing a federal proceeding. We saw a video of him on Tucker Carlson this week. The crazy, bare-chested, buckskin pants, horned-helmeted QAnon shaman just walking leisurely through the Capitol as if the Capitol Police were giving him a guided tour, trying to open doors for him if they were locked. Oh, come on, let's go down the hall. Let's try another one. He was unarmed, carrying an American flag. The question that we had here was, this video looked pretty harmless. Did his attorney have access to this video to show it in court when Jacob Chansley was sentenced? Did he have access to this video in court? Well, oddly enough, Tucker Carlson had Jacob Chansley's attorney on his show last night, and he asked him just that question. Had you seen that clearly exculpatory tape of your client at trial? No. We went through extraordinary efforts on behalf of our client to put him in a position of knowledge. That's my duty as an agent of the court, to make sure that he knew everything that the government had, good and bad, to put him in that position to make a learned, informed, voluntary decision about whether to go to trial or take a plea. And remember, this is a man who had tremendous intelligence, very gentle, very, very articulate, who was diagnosed 15 years earlier by the, by the government with a mental health issue. And the government knew that. The government knew through three hearings when we begged and pleaded to get this man out of solitary confinement, literally falling into an abyss mentally. And through each of those three hearings, that government assistant U.S. attorney knew the most important aspect of that hearing was that Jake was not violent. The government knew. They knew that Jake had walked around with all of these police officers. They had that video footage. I didn't get it. It wasn't disclosed to me. It wasn't provided to me. I requested it. I filed the requisite pleadings for it. And whether I did or not, they had a duty an absolute duty with zero discretion to provide it to me. Which they did not do. That's Albert Watkins, the attorney for Jacob Chansley, the horn-helmeted guy sentenced to four years in prison. So now the question becomes, now that he has access to this, can you go back to court and can you get an amended verdict? And sadly, the answer to that question would be, well, it depends on who the judge is. Right? It depends on who the judge is. We are so locked into our political laundry, red or blue, whatever uniform you wear, Democrat or Republican, if it's a, an Obama appointee, a Biden appointee, you know, Jacob Chandler is going to spend every single day that he was sentenced to in prison. If it's a Trump appointee, a Bush appointee, I would even say even a Clinton appointee. Because if you're a Clinton appointee, we weren't nearly as partisan in that era. I mean, I know, you know Hillary is, but appointees back then, <clears throat> not so much. Now, speaking of partisans, Ron DeSantis is coming to Ohio. If you want to hear the Florida governor speak, 
I don't think he'll have announced his candidacy for presidency by then, but he's definitely running. He'll be in Butler County on April the 13th. He'll speak at the Lincoln Day event in Westchester, Ohio, on April the 13th. DeSantis is doing a book tour right now. He's going to be in Iowa Friday. There were a lot of people who were saying, well, I don't know if he's running or not. I mean, he hasn't been to Iowa yet. That's where the first primary. Come on. Ron DeSantis is running for president. It's going to be eventually Ron and Don or Don and Ron. It's going to be, you know, Trump or DeSantis. No, Ron DeSantis is not going to be Donald Trump's vice president. No chance. No chance. Donald Trump's vice president will be one of these possibilities. Christy Nome or Carrie Lake. Christy Nome or Carrie Lake. Anybody else, Pam? Nikki Haley? You don't think Can't she would? Can't see it. No? Can't see it. Too Nikki strong? Haley's 51. Okay. If you run on Trump's ticket, you're torching your future political career. Mm, because, I'm sorry to tell you all, Donald Trump cannot win the election as president. He can't win it. I wish he could. Me telling you that he can't win is not me saying I don't want him to win. It's me telling you he can't win. He cannot win suburban women. He cannot win independence. He cannot. You can say, he did once. Yes, he did, running against the worst candidate in the history of politics, and now it's just not going to happen. And so it comes down to all you Seb Gorka people and all you other completely Trump-or-nothing people, it comes down to do you want four more years of Joe Biden or some other Democrat, and yes, I will include Kamala Harris on the list, I do not think Trump could beat Kamala Harris. I did not say I do not wish Trump would not beat Kamala Harris. I'm saying he can't do it. He will not get a fair. It's like it's like I'm covering a lot of tournament basketball right now. It is like officials calling every single foul on one team and refusing to call a foul on the other team. And you expecting your team, the one who is whistled for every single foul, to win the game. That is what it is. It's not fair. It just is that way because the media will call every single thing Donald Trump does. They will call, They will cry foul. And they have, and it's hard for you to grasp this because you're listening to this show right now and you're arming yourself with information that most people don't arm themselves with. But I know this because my parents were of a generation that, well, we watched Walter Cronkite, so we, we watched the CBS Evening News. We watch Dan Rather, so we're going to watch whoever the knucklehead is on the CBS Evening News. Now I don't even know. Is it Nora O'Donnell? I have no idea. There are people who have consumed news a certain way for their entire lives, and they will always consume news that way, and the news they're consuming is not the news they used to consume. And those are the people who will call foul on Donald Trump every single time. So that is why I say he can't win. It makes you mad. Sorry the truth makes you mad. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.